from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. NC State, the Brennan Armstrong surgence continues. Not a resurgence because the first time he was out there, I'm not sure the surge ever happened. But since he's been back in the starting lineup, the surgence continues. Against Virginia Tech over the weekend in a game that NC State really wanted to win, but I'm sure Brennan Armstrong really wanted to win uh, individually for a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, Brennan Armstrong was really, really good. And not just the kind of really, really good that that the NC State identity has said the quarterback is required, right? The, the NC State identity over the last three, four games has come down to just keep the car on the road. No, this was Brennan Armstrong, you know, shifting into high gear a few times. He wasn't just keeping it on the road. 18-26, 203 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, but again, led the team in rushing. At 21 carries. 89 yards, two more touchdowns. There you go. That's four touchdowns. It's a good day for Brennan Armstrong. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great day. When when you have that NC State defense, if your quarterback's accounting for four touchdowns, you should win just about every game. Dave Doran on how the guys on that NC State football team want to play for Brennan Armstrong. I don't know if I can put it in words. You know, I think uh, you want to play for a guy like that, man. It, it's He's got heart. He's tough. He creates plays when they're not there. And then the plays that we ask him to run, he runs them physical, uh, in a physical way. I think it definitely uh, gets the guys blocking for him excited. You know, they know that he's going to be straining really hard. It inspires them to do the same. And it sets just a standard of play, like how hard you should be playing this game. And he's having fun out there, man. And that's the thing that, you know, I think is also contagious is just how much he's enjoying playing the game. He's cut it loose. He's going out there and playing with the, what are you going to do? Bench me mentality. You've already, I've already taken your worst. What are you going to do? Boo me? Yeah. Dealt with that too. What do you, there's nothing you can do that I haven't survived and I've come out on the other side. He might get one of the biggest pops on senior day this coming Saturday. I would say offensively very close too. Yeah. I think Peyton Wilson's gonna have a well, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna have a pretty good pop, but other than that, I'm not sure. I think everybody will get a nice applause. I'm just saying, Brennan Armstrong, after going through what he's gone through, the last two games, by the way, have both been on the road, so he hasn't had the opportunity to feel the love and affection from uh, Wolfpack Nation as they they thank him for handling everything, you know, as a professional, <laughs> college. But you know what I mean. But here's the uh, like. Like, this is going to go down as one of the better coaching jobs by Dave Dorn. The midseason turnaround, the adjustments, the adversity they faced. Uh, by the, just moments ago, Michael Allen, one of their, their running backs, who at one point in time was the lead back this year, uh, said he is not going to – he's electing not to play in the final regular season game, and he is going to enter the transfer portal as a true sophomore. Just for the record – that is three players in season electing not to play games that were at some point in time a starter. Jordan Houston, the yep. running back, uh, early in the year, feels like forever ago, probably four, three or four games in, he said, I don't want to play. Three games after in. three. Uh, I don't want to play anymore, and I'm going to hit the portal. MJ Morris, 
We've talked about it. Your starting quarterback says, I want to protect my red shirt. I'm going to uh, uh, sit these out. And now you have Michael Allen, who at midseason, right, I think he had like a seven or eight carry, 80 or 90 yard game against Marshall, including a touchdown. And uh, and he's he's going to say, I'm going to sit out the Carolina game. That is adversity. And yet, yet still, Dave Doran has built this blueprint, uh, which involves Brendan Armstrong or whoever's that quarterback making a couple plays and, and letting his stars take care of the rest. Casey Concepcion, another 100-plus total yards, another two touchdowns. Sound good? Yep. Peyton Wilson, my national defensive player of the year. 11 tackles, three-and-a-half tackles for a loss and a sack. And, and I say this every week, if you watch the games, the stats don't even do it justice. He's everywhere. And, and the communication, right, just uh, um, sometimes it's fun to just pick out a player and don't worry about where the ball goes, all right, and just watch that player for like five consecutive plays. Make it, make it be Peyton Wilson. Just choose to follow Peyton Wilson. He could not be in on the tackle at all, right, and, and not by, by no fault of his own, right? His gap is on the left. They run to the right. He pursues and just doesn't get there. The guy's on the ground by the time he gets there. He is immediately – chatting with someone, right? Grabbing another linebacker, grabbing a, a defensive tackle, and they're they're going over something that he saw or something that he wants from them or something that he expects to come next. Casey Concepcion is a freshman. He's been the most consistent part of their offense for a while now. Big plays. Like, the, the big plays don't grow on trees. Now, here, if there is a concern, you're ready for this. This is uh, uh, maybe the biggest surprise, right? NC State hasn't had much to do this year with this. Hasn't had to do this much this year. They have to learn how to play with a big lead. That, that was my only concern coming out of the Virginia Tech game. They were ahead 28-7 to after the first drive of the second half. And, and to win 35-28 after being up 28-7, to all right, you guys got to learn to step on the throat a little bit. How about that? You were, you were in a position to step on the throat a little bit. Every win feels like you're holding on, or every, every win feels like you know, your defense has to bottle them up and, and two scores could change everything. You're up 28-7. to The next drive was a big pass completion from Drones, a big pass completion for a touchdown from Drones, 28-14, to ended up being closer than you would have liked. All right, lesson learned, right? Got to keep the pedal down. Got to keep the, the throttle going. Now you get North Carolina. Which, that might be the craziest part of the Michael Allen situation. Who wouldn't want to face North Carolina at home in, 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 at night? Yeah, 8 o'clock. Who would, I mean, even if you're not playing a ton, who wouldn't want to just be in that building? Maybe, maybe he's thinking I could just be home for the holidays and hang out. Maybe. You don't know his motivation. But that game this weekend is going to be a lot of fun. And the 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 state side of it is you have the momentum. The state side of it is because of this this blueprint, this this identity, this instruction manual you've come up with that involves, hey, Brennan Armstrong is going to be the running game. It actually is is kind of something that was added when MJ Morris decided to redshirt or added back. Right? The MJ Morris, to his credit, 
and the coaching staff during the four games he was a starter did kind of figure out the the floor for the passing offense, right? We can win games if if you focus on Casey Concepcion with two or three big plays and everything else is super low risk. Brennan Armstrong is just a more efficient runner than MJ Morris, so it's it's like, hey, we just we established this thing with the passing game. Can you keep that up? Armstrong's like, yep, got it. Okay, well, can you add the running game thing that you were doing early in the season? Yeah, I think I can do that. Boom, offense has a little bit of juice. Against North Carolina, you're going to need a little bit of juice. Definitely going to need a little bit of juice. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every week on Monday, uh, we, we do something we call the podium. And what that means is we take the four teams in the ACC, the four football teams in the ACC from the state of North Carolina, and we put them one gold medalist, one silver medalist, one bronze medalist, and because everybody doesn't get a trophy around here, we put somebody off the podium. Okay, and it is a one-week award. This is not cumulative. Although, no, I'm kidding. Um, it is not cumulative. Although we are starting to see teams kind of settle into positions more often than others. We should do an end-of-the-year podium. We'll do an end-of-the-year podium, and then I think we transition into basketball. Absolutely. Uh, the podium is, is the podium. Um, let's start with off the podium. Wake Forest is off the podium. They've settled in over the last roughly three weeks. They've gotten comfortable. They've started building permanent structures off the podium. They are, uh, you know, signed a long-term lease. They got smoked by Notre Dame. I'm not sure they had – I don't want to say they had much choice because obviously if they did have a choice, they would choose not to get smoked. But, uh, you know, they're, they're in a rebuilding year, right? They, they've had their struggles this year. And when you get matched up against a team like Notre Dame, who, by the way, has done fairly well against the other teams on this podium when they've matched up with them, uh, it's 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 tough for, for Dave Clawson and the crew. They continue to play the quarterback shuffle. Uh, they, they continue to find different ways to, to ask for buy-in, and they continue to find different ways to, to build. Um, but it's, it's a tough season. And when a tough season gets matched up with a late-season top-20 matchup, you end up off the podium. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Yeah. It's just we're laughing through the pain. I, I I mean, you can go back. I, I really like a lot of what Dave Clawson does with the program. Uh, but I think when you are a program that is dealing with the lower levels of funding, the lower levels of booster support, the lower levels of, of a few other things, um, you're going to have to have kind of a reset year every now and then. Right. The, the fact of the matter is your quarterback is playing for Notre Dame. Right. It's if this were the olden times. Actually, he wouldn't get a sixth year of eligibility in the olden times. So maybe that's a bad example. Still, you're off the podium. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to bronze. Bronze goes to Duke. We were we were just talking about this off air. Just so you know, everybody, Dennis and I are those kinds of sports nerds. We we talk for hmm? we talk about sports on air for like 
25 minutes. Then we go to a commercial break. And the entire commercial break, we have other sports conversations. We do. We discuss other things. With each other. Uh, We were just talking about uh, the transfer portal. Mike Elko made some comments on the transfer portal. Uh, Mac Brown made some comments on the transfer portal. And we were talking, you know, workshopping some ideas for later in the week about how coaches have this transfer portal thing hanging over their heads. And and uh, when when what Dennis brought up was like, especially for the coaches who might not know if they're going to be at the place next year. Mike Elko is one that at least has the question being asked. Mm-hmm. Mac Brown is one that at least has the question being asked for different reasons, right? Mac Brown, you would think more retirement. Mike Elko, you would think more taking another job. But either way, uh, it's it's a thing. Right, the portal is going to be more of a question. Uh, the the NIL money is going to be more of a question. Will your assistant coaches look for new jobs? Is going to be more of a question. Duke lost to UVA. They end up in the what I, what I call the three spot here. Right, they end up in, in in the bronze. What that means is, I think they should have been a lot better in that game. Something fell off. Right, I think if you look at them. Person for person, matchup for matchup against UVA, I think Duke is better than that. But something fell off, and and when you get into the hypothesizing, when you get into the you know what's your best guess on what was off, I think part of it might be. Uh, yes, you're on your third string quarterback. That could <laughs> could apply, um, but it also could be that everybody is aware of what's going on with the the rumors surrounding your head coach. And when, when players are out there, you're supposed to lay it all on the line, sacrifice for the program. You're not playing for the next four years. You're playing for the next 40 years, right? And when, you, when you hear the alma mater, you're supposed to have a tear running down your eye. Right? You're supposed to be so proud of the school colors. And then your coach is maybe on the low low taking, uh, taking interviews with other schools. It's a, that's a... That's a uh, a quandary, right? That that's a dichotomy that doesn't add up. Players are humans. It, you know, they're not just numbers, they're not just stats, they're not just their yards per attempt, they're not just their, you know, passer rating allowed if they're in the secondary. They're humans. Maybe that was what was different. Let's go ahead and jump to the silver. I have to admit this. Okay. Is one of my more underwhelming silver medalists of any week this year. Yeah. I like the week. We had a couple early in the season where we were naming the podium and they had all won. Right now, granted, non-conference play, usually a bit easier and all those sorts of things. But those were fun. Then we got to get into the, the nitty-gritty, the details, who you know executed the things we wanted them to execute the best in the wins. What I don't like is getting into the nitty-gritty details about who had the best loss. North Carolina lost to Clemson. I very much don't like that. They are the silver medalist. But we set this up at the beginning of the year as if, or with the, the structure of, you had to have a silver medalist. Yeah. And I've never been bold enough to go, they're all off the podium. Uh, maybe we will one day, but that, that day is not today. Uh, North Carolina lost to Clemson. And, and maybe the most frustrating part about it is the nature of it feels like they shot themselves in the foot metaphorically a few times. Uh, I mean, the most obvious being fumbles. Yeah. 
turnovers where they happened on the field. Amari and Hampton fumbling twice with with kind of an all-time lack of focus on one of them. Um, you know what? <laughs> and actually, we just saw this. Oh, I forget who it was. It happened again. But do you remember, and, and Dennis, I feel like we're in the, the age bracket that remembers this. Do you remember Deshaun Jackson? Yes. Obviously. <laughs> That wasn't my full oh, question. Oh, okay. Do you remember Deshaun Jackson? Yes. All right, let's move on. No, uh, in the U.S. Army All-American game, he returned a kick for a touchdown, and he did a flip into the end zone, mm-hmm. and he fumbled like he just dropped it before he actually crossed the line. And it became like a not top 10 play. This was kind of before YouTube was what it is now. Definitely before social media is what it is now. But then he went on, and he did it again in college at Cal where he just dropped the ball before crossing the line, right, so we could celebrate. And I want to say he did it again when he was with the the, the Eagles. Yeah, I think one time, yeah. And and then, I, st- I like, I've seen other players do this, and I'm going, you'd think that would be only, that'd be something that only needs to happen, like, two or three times total in football history before people are, are aware of it and are just like, you know, I'm going to run until I'm three yards deep. I'm not going to drop it anywhere near the, the, the goal line. I think that's the same with, like, you know, the Leon Lett with Don Beebe chasing him down and knocking it away before he crossed the, the, the end line. And we've seen this happen, like, multiple times a year, all year, every year. You'd think a running back like Omari and Hampton would just high and tight till you get into the end zone so you don't – you have a 0% chance of this happening to you. And coaches always talk about it. This didn't happen. And that was kind of the – that like that play, the one that the you know right corner of the end zone pylon, cornerback dives and punches it out. That kind of is the one that encapsulated that game for me, right? For what ninety nine percent of that play, Omari Hampton was best player on the field, having nothing but success, good blocking, good moves, uh, you know, in the secondary, gets up the sideline, good speed taken off, and and they just made the one critical error. That's kind of what the game felt like to me. North Carolina for much of it. Better team out there, executing well, run game especially, all that happening. But Clemson took advantage of a few critical errors and won the game. But you still got the silver medal, I would say, by default. Gold medalist, NC State. Beat Virginia Tech. They were up handily 28-7 after the first drive of the second second half. Uh, Ended up being a one-touchdown game, but didn't really scare me the way that that a comeback like that should uh offense protected the football defense for the most part did what they do uh, i i think they need to make sure they they keep their pedal to the, the the floor a little bit better as that uh the game goes along once you get the lead but i mean i could do do we need more details or do we need to just say you get to be the gold medalist when you're the only team that wins do we, do we need to dive into, you know, this guy made a good play, Peyton Wilson's a good player, Brennan Armstrong had a big game, he's going to get a big pop on senior day, or should we just say of the four teams in the ACC from the state of North Carolina, you are the only team that wins, to the victor goes the spoils, the winners get to write history, NC State, you're, you're the gold medal. Pretty much covered it. Then let's say we're done with the podium. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
and he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.